Path folk to the Find the Path Adventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. That's us. That is There's us. no Jordan to make a funny quip. No. But, but he has been banished. Yeah, so you may notice <laughs> from uh, the, the people talking here or the uh, or the episode description below, um, if you've noticed that it was a little bit shorter than usual since there's a couple missing lines, that we are missing a few players. And that is because we have decided to do one of the Find the Path Adventures trademark a-side, B-side stories. It has nothing to do with the fact that uh, Ross and Jordan are still trapped in the escape room and uh, yes, haven't we found their way there. out yet. It's true. It was one of those weird escape rooms where each individual person has to figure it out. <laughs> I've learned from years of living with and being married to Rachel, who's a very competitive person, that those who fall behind get left behind. <laughs> Only if that means I win. <laughs> If we are working together and I need you to win, that's a different story. (laughs) It's true. Rachel's the only one that after Mummy's Mask bought her an I win cake. Yeah, I suppose uh, (laughs) jumping back into things. Well, again, uh, we are back once again. Uh, Jordan and Ross will not be with us. Although if you do miss the dulcet sound of their voices, you can uh, check in next week where uh, we will be catching up on the B side, catching them on the flip side, as it were, if we're going all the way back to the 90s. And I will be taking a nap. (laughs) Me too. I suppose you're wondering how we got here. There's uh, 32 other episodes that can catch you up on that. It's true. (laughs) That is true. Go back, listen to all of them again, come back to here. Uh, No, actually, when last we had left our heroes, our noble scions, our knights of summer, if you will. I do like that title. The party, after having uh, successfully basically completed book one, having gone to the gala, having survived the Exaltation Date Massacre, having escaped from beneath the gala, having reunited, or having freed their friend Martella from the Dignified Repository, having reunited with their childhood friends Martella and Princess Utropia, had been officially knighted, and then informed that they would uh, shortly be contacted with information pertaining towards the next task that the mm-hmm. princess would need assistance with. As the war for the crown has officially begun between Princess Utropia, High Strategos, Maxilar Pytherius, and about 15 other people. Yep. And yep. this occasion calls for new clothes. It's true. Yes. A lot of new clothes. Like a bunch. <laughs> Expensive new clothes. <laughs> 535 gold worth of new clothes by my calculation. If you want to buy everything. Which oh, sorry. kind of do. Actually, that's not even everything. That's... One fancy and one less fancy outfit for oh, each of the enough. categories. <laughs> oh, man. We had left off as the party had spent a entertaining evening together, reaffirming their dedication to one another after having literally sworn an oath and been mm-hmm. knighted by the Princess Eutropia to become the Knights of Summer. Yep. Had returned back to their inn, the Silent Horse. You'd received a letter from Martella detailing the... The fact that you're going to be leaving Opara, she had not provided exact details with that. She said that she would after a week and that you are going to need. Oh, let's see. I'll phrase that here. At least one courtier's outfit, a noble outfit, optionally a second courtier's outfit after you have a change of clothes, uh, because you do need to change between between tea time and dinner. Oh, of mm-hmm. course. A writing outfit, mm-hmm. optionally an additional noble's outfit, mm-hmm. a masquerade outfit and a mask. I'm excited yes. about the masquerade outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 
what everyone's excited for. Heck yeah. But I believe we'd left off as the party had uh, separated, gone their own individual ways. All of you had returned back to your rooms. Don't necessarily want to speak for all of you, but maybe tentatively excited about another uh, party. The last one that you went to turned out poorly at the end. Um, yeah. That kind of excited, nervous feeling. Yeah. Uh, surely yeah. it won't happen again, right? What are the odds? That- <laughs> Can I take my weapon to this party? Because I will be doing so. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a few daggers strapped to our thighs. <laughs> uh, technically speaking, actually, that does address something. The rules pertaining toward the Senate, whenever you guys went to the Senate gala, is pretty much standard rules okay, as far great. as Tal so is concerned. Uh, yeah, pole arms would be frowned upon. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to bring my glaive. The difference is now you guys have some like rings of protections or amulets or something like that. You've got some magic gear to bring with you to this one as opposed to the previous one, which you were uh, uh, kind exposed? of, it was kind of Spartan. Yeah, a little exposed. Oh my. <laughs> but again, I think, uh, imagine all of you go to bed that evening, maybe a little excited for things. Uh, are any of you journal journalers? I feel like I mean, Gwen is because I think Heather writes one for the Yeah, blog. I feel like Gwen does because good. that's what the episode recaps are. Yeah, Verity's not really a journaler so much as a, if she needs to write a letter, she'll write a letter. Uh, Felix is, but she's very private. Like she yeah. doesn't let other people see it. So jot down your thoughts and all the rest of that. Settle down for the evening. I imagine before going to bed, making plans already with one another to meet up for breakfast, uh, as you imagine that the boys will be want to do as well. However, uh, You'll probably be heading to a separate location to go and uh, do your own dress shopping. Mm. You rest up for the evening. We set up a watch. (laughs) (laughs) Awakening the following morning. I suppose you rise, get up, get dressed, uh, get ready to all head down. All of you except for one. The other one needs to make a fortune save or die. No. (laughs) No. Verity, you wake up in the morning. Get up. I imagine you probably laid out a change of clothing. I think you have the most money of everyone here. So, you know, you have the fanciest duds. <laughs> mm, yes, I did take rich parents. As you do so, you, you kind of get up. You feel that stiffness again. You know, you had an active day yesterday. But as you fully sit up, you feel this kind of lightheaded reach up, sort of pat your forehead. Ah, um, you surprisingly fun. warm. No. What? No, no. You got the Climb fever. out of bed. And uh, you have currently. Ooh. Three points of dex damage and three points of constitution oh, damage. My god. Oh my god, that hurts me so much. As you sit there, I imagine sit there with your elbows on your knees, that thing where you're feeling sick and you set up and you're just like, oh god. <laughs> As you, uh, Jeez. unbeknownst to you, but after having uh, rolled around and being swarmed over by rats a couple of days ago, um, the filth fever has finally caught up to you as you're <laughs> slightly oh, septic. As you I hate everything up. about it. Rubbing your forehead, there's a little bit of that uh, light sensitivity that comes with it. As you kind of like you get up, you open up the curtain so you can see to get dressed and you're nearly blinded by the uh, the light pouring in there. You feel this uh, this pounding um, in your head as I suppose you... You got to knock on my wall before I pray. <laughs> Are you in the room next to me? I would knock on your wall if that's the case. <laughs> I, don't I assume all of you wake up at the same time. The only difference is, is you wake up usually and do like some morning calisthenics and exercise and go for a 45 minute jog. Yeah, we've established you're a jogger. Yeah, yes. whereas uh, Felix wakes up and spends an hour praying, so you could just be like, knock, knock. Might have interrupt your prayers real quick to make a specific prayer request myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, what I do is I ring the bell for a servant. A servant comes up, I give them a small sure. letter to take next door to Felix. That is that is accurate. <laughs> so Felix, yes, there, there is a knock on the door. A, uh, a, serving, uh, a serving gentleman stands there with a small silver platter um, with a letter in an envelope folded on it. 
Verity is nothing but exacting, so I imagine it's actually addressed to Felix. As it's addressed. It's sealed with wax in my it's signet ring. It's sealed with wax in a signet Felix ring. Felix is like, what the crap is this? You could have just knocked <laughs> on my door. <laughs> no, that's not how we do things. The wax is not completely dried yet. It's true. Oh, my God. I suppose uh, opening it, there is a request for... Uh, Dearest Felix, I hope this morning finds you well. I'm not feeling that great. Please see me at your earliest convenience. Sincerely, Baroness Verity of House Corsina. I like to think you write your entire entire title yes, down. Yes, all of yes, the titles. Yes, yes, yes. The entirety of her titles. Well, didn't we keep the wand of removed disease that we that we borrowed from Factor Twelve? I think we did. Let's see. Is it in the? But if you already have something prepared from the previous night and haven't prayed yet, that might be okay. Uh, I have some restorations or lesser restorations. Mm. Yeah, because remove disease is a third level spell. So fair, 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 fair. Wand of remove disease, five charges. We also have a neutralized poison in case you're poisoned. Uh, well, hopefully I'm not poisoned. <laughs> so before, I guess, uh, Felix is going to roll her eyes severely, <laughs> probably pinch the bridge of her nose. Um, and since she hasn't prayed yet, she's going to uh, grab her healer's kit, which probably has the removed disease one, and uh, just walks to your room. <laughs> it is right next to the door. <laughs> I open the door. Blearly. Well, don't you look lovely? <clears throat> ah, yes. Uh, do come in. You know, you could have <laughs> just knocked on the door. Oh, I felt that would be rude. I mean, you are potentially doing me a favor. I have a feeling that you'll be returning it. Mm. Anyway, have a seat. Yeah, I, I do immediately. I'm in my, like, dressing robe. Yes. And I sit back down where I was sitting to wait. Uh, so I figure Felix goes over there, gives you, like, an examination, gets all doctory with it. Um... So I'm pretty sure you have filth fever. You're oh, in luck, disgusting. though. I can do something about that. So I will definitely use the wand and cast remove disease upon right. you. Uh, it's cast level five, so you'll be a d20 plus five. Mm. So that would be a 16 for a 21. 21? Who knows? Uh, you point the wand <laughs> at her. <coughs> Should I feel something? I'm pretty sure I got rid of the worst of it. Uh, you're still suffering from the side effects, but uh, I am mm. pretty sure I can take care of some of that as well. I'm not sure if I can take care of all of it. Well, all whatever right. you can do would be most appreciated. All right. So I still have a lesser restore. So, okay. All right. So I can only pick one, it looks like. So I can either fix your decks or I can fix your con. Well, I'm going to start with con, I think. Because <laughs> that will keep me from dying. Yes. I'm going to take this sticky note here. <laughs> I do love shredding sticky notes. It's been sitting on this computer for a long time. Yeah, I had forgotten I even gotten any sort of tussle. <laughs> I forgot I'd gotten sworn by rats a couple of days ago. <laughs> I only have four more sticky notes from other games to deal with at some point. <laughs> you get one point of constitution back. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, that doesn't even like do enough to get my uh, the bonfire back. back. Yeah. I mean, you feel slightly better, actually. You're like, okay, I feel slightly less feverish. Like, you still have the shakes. It's still that, like, mm. every once in a while, you feel your body temperature, like, drop, despite the fact that it's uh, still late summer. You see a little battle on her face of whether or not she's going to, to be like, is that what you, did you just do something or no? Like, <laughs> is this actually better? As she decides not to say anything. She reconsiders doubting the power of Abadar. Yes. Yes, she does. Considering that's also her deity. That's true. Um... Uh, well, uh, okay. That is better. You'll have to wait until after I pray again. Ah, fine. 
We'll see if Abadar decides to bless you with more. You owe me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he owes me, actually. Probably not at all. <laughs> so I figure she, you know, uh, tells Verity, uh, you know, to drink some tea and stay hydrated and maybe go back to bed for an hour. And then she'll be back to check on her after she prays. <laughs> yes. No, no jog for me today. Um, <laughs> ouch. And then well. I come back an hour later. <laughs> I write you a thank you note. It's delivered on a silver platter. It's a whole thing. Felix proceeds to roll her eyes again. <laughs> and I figure I'll just, I'll prepare two more lesser restorations for the next day. <laughs> just in case I roll crap again. So yeah, I suppose uh, after waking up feeling terrible, uh, resolving that entire situation, you just reminded me actually, um, I don't think that there's an equivalent in Pathfinder, but in 3.5, there was a spell. I'm going to say it was called Faith Healing. But it was basically cure light wounds, except for it gave maximum hit points. Oh, wow. So it was just eight plus caster level, but it only worked if you had the same deity as the person casting the spell. Oh, that's so cool. Huh. Interesting. And I just, I remember that was such an interesting spell and kind of encouraged like, all right, guys, let's all team up and everyone worships the same God. (laughs) (laughs) Abadar for the win. Abadar for the win, everyone. Gwen, have you heard the word of the Lord of Roads and Ditches? No, uh, I hang out with Regathiel, thanks. Walls and ditches. Fair. Our Lord of Gold. All of you uh, get dressed, get ready to go. I imagine that there's probably a point where Gwen's sitting down at the uh, the breakfast table downstairs for your continental breakfast. Kind of by yourself for a little bit like, where where are those two? <laughs> yeah. Uh, before, <laughs> I imagine Verity probably goes down first because Felix has to pray for a little bit longer to uh, regain her abilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Joins you by the, uh, the fireplace. Ah, good morning. Are you all right? <sighs> Apparently I will be, but I'm not exactly at 100%. But I'm it's good sorry. enough for shopping. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I was <laughs> I was mauled by a giant magical rat and a bunch of smaller rats. You were there, you know. <laughs> you remember. I don't know if you should jinx it. Mm. Well, it's too late now. Felix, <laughs> I imagine, will be here soon. I think she's praying or something. Or something. I don't know. But it's supposed to eventually uh, Felix does make her way down and uh, join the rest of you. You eat your fine breakfast. Gwen looks well rested and put together and, you know, just, you know. <laughs> I mean, Felix probably feels fine. She just finished praying. She's probably like, I'm ready for the day. <laughs> Verity looks tired. Like you can see all... How old is she? You can see all 38 years on her face right now. <laughs> I figure as I come down, I'll go ahead and boop you once more. All right. For this one, you get three restoration back. Are you wanting con or dex? Con. That's where my hit points are. How is that? Ah, that. I'm still a little stiff, but uh, yes, that that is much better. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Should I send another thank you note or does the first one suffice? I don't know why you felt the need to send me a thank you note at all. It feels like you should get something. I mean... (laughs) Nothing Just is free. make sure that the next time we're in a battle, you stab someone for me. How about that? I mean, fair. That's for you, but it's also for me. Gwen sips at her tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Abadar exchange. It's like, it's like, I do have to repay you. This is Abadar we're talking about. Yes, I don't want you to be in trouble. <laughs> just, Felix just assumes that she will repay her. Like, I... I figure she's one You're of those. You're far too nice. You're like, no priest I've ever met before. <laughs> Abadar does not accept charity. <laughs> nope. She'll call it in when she needs to. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> I also but feel yeah. like owing people things. I suppose you uh, you settle down. You have a a filling breakfast, you know, because this is Taldor. So you mm, have some, yes. you know, poached eggs and some bacon, sausage. I want or, one of those uh, little eggs where you like 
the the top cut like the top has been taken off and you eat it with a little baby spoon. Yes, oh, yes, that exactly. Like a little, <laughs> like uh, Kenneth Branagh does yeah. in the Poirot movies. Can yes. I have like eggs Benedict and a bunch of bacon? Yeah, you can have some bacon. Oh, we order so, so much bacon, so much bacon. This is a fantasy world. Cholesterol's not real. <laughs> <laughs> you have toast with beans on it for whatever reason. Ew, I don't God, know why. No. I certainly don't we have do that. Not That's have the that. one. Roman breakfast, maybe more yeah. Roman than British. Some yeah. tomatoes, some mushrooms, some uh, nah. hash browns, some tea, a slice of chocolate cake. There that was my we favorite go. thing. Now that was my talking. favorite thing about when we were in London was the the breakfast at the place had chocolate cake every morning, mm-hmm. and I had chocolate cake every morning. Every morning, delightful. Mm, so good. All right, so I imagine that we need to go shopping. Is anybody else in need of anything outside <sighs> of clothing? Well, clothing. To- I don't know if we would call them courtiers' outfits. Um, I know that's what they are in game, but I don't know if those would just be. So basically, the the courtiers courtiers' outfit in your case is uh, almost more like traveling noble wear, mm-hmm. traveling attire. It, it's basically a tea time dress. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I'll need okay. two sets of traveling attire, and I should probably get a nicer normal outfit. She says, talking about nobles' clothing because mm-hmm. you know, yes, of course. And then, of course, a dress for this party, which hopefully won't end in bloodshed and a mask. I have yes. a riding outfit. It's not necessarily in fashion, but I don't feel like I need another one. Mm. Uh, I'm in need of probably the full list of requirements as far as clothing goes, considering I tend to default to my cleric's vestments and I work in a vineyard. Ah, I mean, fair. I... <laughs> I just intended to take the opportunity to buy new clothing because, you know, when you're in the capital. I also need a horse. Ah. As well. Ah, I'll take you to my horse guy. Actually, I don't have a horse guy here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you all the way back to Casimir, to my horse guy. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little too I'll write too to my far. horse guy and find a new horse guy that's here. <laughs> all right, then I imagine we should save horses for later because while lovely creatures, they are not the best smelling creatures. And if we're going to be measured and whatnot. We don't want a smell of horse. That is true. Uh, I say dresses first. I'm actually excited to get a dress for the masquerade, considering the last time I've really gotten to dress up was probably before Daphne was born. Mm. How long ago was that? Ten years. Oh my. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years? Well, most of the charity balls that I do are for naval officers, so there's not exactly dressing up to the same level as the nobility. Hmm. Well, that's just unfortunate. We can remedy that immediately. <laughs> On a funny side <laughs> note, good. and maybe this is something that Jessica, being our uh, resident druid, would have already known, but I'd recently looked into um, messenger pigeons. Oh, I love pigeons. <laughs> well, because I was like, <laughs> uh, like behind, but quick behind the scenes here for uh, for our audience. Are we all going to have to buy pigeons now? <laughs> it was the fact that I was looking at distances in Taldor. Okay, so a week has passed. Like how much? Like how much would the rest of Taldor even know about the death of the Grand Prince? Yeah, I'm sure they use pigeons or ravens or something. Yeah. Well, and again, I was looking at the size of Taldor. However, apparently, a pigeon, a messenger pigeon, can cover 500 miles in a day. Wow. Nice. Pigeons have this reputation for being lazy. Awful. Yeah. 
Oh, pigeons know. are only the way they are because of us. So it's all our fault. We should that never blame true. the poor pigeons. I don't know if Taldor, I mean, the infrastructure is so bad, would have something like the Pody Express, you know, dedicated messenger riders that, I feel you like know. they probably have a network of like wizards who know each other and then they just like send messages along this train. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, all of that to say that uh, feasibly the next day, people on the other side of Taldor were aware that the Grand Prince had died. Mm. And then letters kind of coming back and forth and all the rest of that. Because technically speaking, that means that uh, 500 miles from the capital would get you all the way out to uh, the Heartsease Manor, which is where the Marisets are from. Oh, wow. Which is almost wow. the furthest. So you can send a letter from the capital all the way out to the furthest part of Avon Province, the furthest prefecture from the capital in one day. Wow. That's <laughs> surprising. It's not instantaneous communication, but that is some pretty good communication. And it is point nice. to point because a pigeon can only go to a place that they know. Mm-hmm. Unless you, you know, can explain to a pigeon. Yeah, you have a druid who... I mean, yeah. if you awaken it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A dru- or An a awakened wizard, pigeon? A wizard with a <laughs> uh, messenger pigeon familiar. Oh, that'd be kind of oh, great. That'd be so cool. I love anyway, that. All of that notwithstanding, you could send a, a letter to your to your horse guy and get a response from your horse guy the next <laughs> yeah. day feasibly but. I sent a horse guy letter last night how about that <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose you're going to go ahead and uh, you gather yourselves together after eating your uh, no joke from our from our brief time in London and all the rest of that stuff like I don't know how the English eat such massive breakfasts but uh, you eat a massive breakfast and then <laughs> it's just a ton of bacon we've already established tons and tons of bacon can we get like a latte to go <laughs> uh, no. You'd never be so undignified as to carry a drink with you. Yeah, carry a drink. <laughs> Excuse me, can I have a servant follow me with a platter? <laughs> <laughs> and a full tea set. What if I get peckish on my way to the next place? Oh when we get God. there, they should have refreshments. That's quite feasible. Oh, at the shopping place? Of course. Yes. I feel like it's probably like Kleinfeld's, you know? Mm. You know, the bridal store or whatever. But in, fancier. In yeah, but fancier. You gather yourselves together. You set off into the streets of Opara. Again, the city is the city is mostly recovered from the death of the Grand Prince. Gone are the banners that were celebrating the Exaltation Day uh, that were once draped all about the city. And gone now are the banners, uh, the black banners that were draped over here and there. Although some businesses um, still have black cloths in their windows as kind of a, uh, a mourning sign of mm. the passing of the Grand Prince. However, most people have uh, just returned back to their day-to-day business. All of you are, of course, currently in Lionsgate. Uh, As previously established, Lionsgate is kind of the almost more mercantile district of the city to begin with. So you're already kind of in the right place. Nice. Hmm. Actually, if all of you want to, you can go ahead and make me a diplomacy check since uh, you are downstairs at the Silent Horse. The Silent Horse is mostly an establishment for either uh, the merchant class or the nobility that are visiting the city. And therefore, I'm sure you could have some polite conversation with a few other people having breakfast to maybe get you pointed in the right direction. Are there any loyalists downstairs that we could potentially diplomacy with to get our bonus? <laughs> Unfortunately, you'd have to find out if they're loyalists. And I don't know if you want to start talking no, politics that's too much before time. figuring this out. <laughs> we'll ask around. Oh, I'm feeling very shopping. Uh, no. Wow. No. Uh, Verity, while a little clumsy, uh, rolls a nat 20 for a 28. Fair enough. Gwen rolls an 11 for a 21. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a nat 1 for a 10. Okay. Well, that's a roll. I'm used to talking to commoners. <laughs> yeah, Felix doesn't realize that she has something in her teeth or something, and then gives her a critical failure. No one wants to talk to her. No. Um, oh. It's... <laughs> oh, there's no critical failures in this. <laughs> no critical failures. 
No, Felix is just uh, maybe she's just still a little tired or, or grumpy here. For a second, Verity got her talking about her daughter, and so maybe she's a little wistful and not really paying that much attention. Mm. However, uh, Verity, Gwen, both the two of you can ask a couple of questions. And uh, as far as the people here are concerned, most of them say that uh, you have to try the prince's threads. Princess, princesses. The princess's threads. Uh, it's located uh, only a couple of blocks away. It's a fine establishment. Um, the seamstress there, amazing work. Turn, turn around is, is phenomenal. Delightful. All right. How far of a walk is that? A walk? Girl, we're going to get a carriage. <laughs> girl? I don't say girl. I don't know. <laughs> Jessica says girl. <laughs> My good woman. My good woman, we are not going to walk 280 feet. How dare Which you. is the distance. <laughs> okay, well, Gwen is going to walk 280 feet. Says the woman feet. that ran a half a mile. <laughs> if it's only 280 feet, we'll walk it. Yeah, it's, it's like a block and a half away. But you don't want to be sweaty when you're getting fitted for clothing. It's very that is, uncomfortable. That is true. true. That is true. Plus, I have dexterity damage, and I don't feel very... I feel very stiff. Yep. <laughs> you gather yourselves. You set out from the silent horse. You make your way outside. Nod to a couple people, because again, the... Uh, like I said, people are actually out going about their day-to-day lives. I mean, while the nobility are concerned, there's this general concern about everything that's going on in the world right now. The common people are not. The common people are, all right, time to get back to business. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Does it really affect me? Well, this is a unique circumstance. Most of the government's actually been ground to a halt. You might want to have a little bit more concern, <laughs> but... Well, they may not realize it's that bad either, though. I don't usually do political jokes or anything like that, but we are American, so we've been used to the government being ground to a halt for about <laughs> That's fair, 16 it years. Us. Yeah, yeah, that is true. We're just desensitized to it at this point. Every six months, we have to wonder if the government's just going to shut down because they refuse to pay themselves. Gosh. Yep. You set off through the city streets. The day is warming. It's still early on in the morning. However, there is a brisk wind. It carries with it that, that faint autismal feel of fall just around the corner. You pass by a shop, you pass by a coffee shop, and uh, they're already serving pumpkin spice. Oh, my. yes. <laughs> it's pumpkin Am spice Am I the season. only one who thinks pumpkin spice lattes are disgusting? Yes. I like pumpkin spice. I, I don't like lattes, but I just love the smell of pumpkin spice. Mm, yeah. pumpkin. I'll drink a pumpkin spice. <laughs> As you make your way down, you uh, you travel down some of the, uh, again, it's definitely not back streets. Everything here is a is a full-on street, one of the cobblestone streets that makes its way back through the, uh, the Lionsgate District before beginning to approach a business located just at the corner, uh, basically where uh, one street intersects with the street that you're on to form this T intersection and located at the northwest corner of that intersection is a tall building. The outside of the structure is um, weathered stone uh, with large windows, although very clean. The upper floors of this, which you're going to assume are probably, um, since this building is four stories in overall height, you're going to assume is probably residential uh, more likely than not for the seamstresses and such, uh, seamsters and seamstresses that work here. Each one of these windows on the upper floors has small planter's boxes that are overgrown with flowers that drape down and create this almost hanging curtain effect over the front face of the building. Hmm. Cute. Uh, you'd been informed of this location. Um, however, as you approach the building itself, you can see that it is obviously a shop, although considering that it is a shop for the noble clientele, uh, there is no actual sign that would be too gauche, and uh, therefore you should know it exists. Very well. As you approach, you find uh, 
usually there'd be two large bay windows in the front that you imagine would probably display mannequins or anything along those lines for some of the, the works or wares within. However, in both cases right now, the uh, curtains are drawn on either side and uh, are basically covered in uh, black felt. Not in a, it is closed, but more in a recognition of mourning of the death of the prince. Uh, okay, I was about to ask. <laughs> Opening the door, uh, leading the way in. There's the uh, the soft tinkle of a silver bell as the door swings open, revealing a large, spacious <laughs> area. Off towards your left-hand side, you see nothing but a wall of fabrics of various uh, different hues, patterns, and material. Off towards your right-hand side, you see a collection of finished pieces, uh, maybe more of an example than anything else. You can see the building stretches back, so it's somewhat narrow. It's honestly no more than about 25 to 30 feet wide, although it stretches back for the distance of maybe some 80 feet. And the entirety of this ground floor area is one open showroom with a uh, spiral staircase in the far back right hand corner, probably leading back up to where the uh, actual sewing is done or where the people here live. A circular desk sits in the center of this room uh, and a woman sits behind the desk currently in the process of uh, working on a piece and glances up, stands up to her feet as you enter, wearing what you consider to be a very fine dress, although obviously for a uh, more of a, a work day outfit than uh, anything that you'd expect to uh, to wear to a fancy uh, get together. Um, however, obviously you think being a, uh, a woman that deals with fabric, she also dresses very well. You know what we really should have done yeah. is just teleport to Cantargo. There's a, <laughs> I hear there's a good tailor there. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's well within your... That's that's what Verity's going to spend all of her money on. It's like, I'm going to buy a teleportation and then buy a teleportation back. We're going to have yes. a... Ultimate opulence. Yes. No, I don't have that much money. She's got rich parents, not super rich parents. And my parents are dead, so it's not like I can get more. That's true. <laughs> the woman gives you a smile. She has uh, bright green eyes um, that are a shade too large. Uh, this seems to be further accentuated by the fact that she has uh, pointed ears, denoting her as probably having some elven heritage. Uh, that with the fact that she only looks to be maybe in her early 30s, except for her hair is platinum white. Gives her that distinctive, almost etherealness of the elven people. She smiles, stepping around. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. As she glances down, uh, probably instinctively in the way that many people in this country do, down towards her hand, she then inclines her head even deeper and curtsies to all of you, <laughs> noting your signet rings. Welcome to the princess's threats. Yes, we have need of We threads. have need of... Some very... need of threats. Gosh, what do we need? What do we start with the dresses, maybe? We're in need of a lot. We're going to need, and I figure Felix just lists off, like, we need traveling gear, we need this, we need this, we need this. But most importantly, we need dresses for a masquerade. Couture dresses for the masquerade. <laughs> I see, of course. For a masquerade. If I can ask a few questions for you, then. Sure. Ask away. Well, I suppose for starters, uh, when are you expecting to need these dresses? We have to depart the city in a week. A week? All right. Her little dog in the back begins barking. <laughs> Dang it, Taldor. <laughs> I mean, Taldor is known for lots of doggos. The dog comes trotting out, runs around your feet for a couple of seconds. It's a dorky. It's a... Did you just call it a dorky? Yes. <laughs> a dachshund yorky awesome. combination. A dorky. Awesome. It's a dorky. <laughs> oh, that's great. Very well, then I suppose we should be able to make that work. The, the party that you're attending, I imagine it is soon? Yes. Very well. Then uh, that means it'll probably still be relatively warm. She begins making her way over towards uh, looking over the dresses. As all of you step in, begins, uh, you know, pulls out the, the tape, begins measuring all of you. 
what exact colors are we looking for? Is there anything in particular that you would uh, prefer or like to avoid? You seem like a winter, my dear. She nods to Verity. Yes, though I am thinking of doing a phoenix concept, so something with golds and and fiery Oranges colors. And reds. If we had more time, and uh, I, I do know a enchanter that can do some minor illusion work, but uh, I oh. imagine if this is a, a rush job like that, and yes, also no, that no, would we only have add a, a great deal to the price. Not to imply anything. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, if you're going oranges and reds for phoenix i tend to stick with the colors of my deity uh golds and whites of course uh, i also tend to favor the colors of my deity reds and golds in this case we all just want the same theme basically except you're white and not red very well i myself do not carry any uh, masks or such for masquerades however i do have a a contact that would be able to provide me with such if you would like i could um finish the initial work on the dresses, contact him and see if you could find something that would theme them appropriately. Ah, that delightful. would be wonderful. Of course. So a phoenix, so a bird-themed mask for you, mm -hmm. my lady, and the two of you. She glances between Felix and uh, Gwen. I don't know because I don't like that Avatars is a monkey. A howler monkey. Or I'm not going for a monkey. <laughs> I mean, I could just go for, like, some sort of filigree. Yeah, I mean, you could just go for a standard, like, filigree mask. He also likes, oh, monkeys, golden eagles, beavers, watchdogs, house cats. You could do cat. <laughs> I'm I sorry, mean, I'm just imagining the awesome uh, masquerade beaver mask. It's just, like, no, a mask of giant Absolutely not. Well, the rest of that is mounts and beasts of burden. So just a big old oxen mask. You just but show up with a donkey. Is cute. Cat is cute. You could do a cat cuteness. Um... It depends. Either Griffin? Yeah, but are we That's all doing birds at that point? That's true. There are a lot of birds happening. You could all yeah. just go birds. I mean, I'm not going birds. I'm just going red and I mean like Is your angel wing is you're gonna have angel wing mask? Because that's also <laughs> kind of birdish. <laughs> Ooh, feathers would be delightful. Add those to the dress. Something Feathers, okay. Celestial, Gwen says, not having any idea how vague that is, but she's a noble. <laughs> oh, like, a, I mean. like a burning ring of eyes. Yeah, for going biblical. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I could take the mask off and stab someone with it. I tend I to favor it. filigrees. Um, yeah, filigree or perhaps, ooh, I don't know, an eagle or a griffin. Something like that could work. Do you know whether or not this is a true masquerade? No, you haven't told us. <laughs> no, yeah, you're just told masquerade. Uh, we have just been told we need a masquerade mask. Details were lacking. Very well, then uh, I will not go for anything... Uh, uh, transparent in the case that you're actually attempting to obscure your identities. Mm, yes, better safe than sorry. So Phil agreed for you and uh, my lady. She bows and nods to uh, Lady Kastner. Something divine, celestial, angelic. Very well. With a sword, maybe. <laughs> On, your, On face. your mask. No, I'm just thinking. How can I interpret <laughs> wearing my bastard sword to this gala in case things go sideways? Oh, make again? it the spine of a wing that comes off the back. <laughs> Or like the thing the wing attaches to, as though it's... Have you seen that that wonderful moving uh, play, Wonder Woman? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Gwen showing up just in like for like a hound arch on, like just this big like dog face thing. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Like an awesome hound. I suppose then you uh, you settle down. You, she begins to work, makes her way through, starts to uh, try on various dresses, get your sizes down. So are you each buying the courtier's outfit, 
a noble's outfit. Any of you buying the additional courtier's outfit? I am buying one very fancy and in vogue courtier's outfit and one okay. maybe normal. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. And then I need an in vogue noble outfit. Yes, a fancy noble outfit. Out, you know, noble outfit. I prefer more of a hunter's than a rider's outfit. So if there's a hunt that we're going, I'm going to participate in that. So keeping that in mind. Okay. I already have an uh, explorer's outfit, which counts as the uh, hunting outfit. So I don't need another one. But I, and then, of course, the fancy dress. And then the okay. rest of it, I'm like, ev- blue. Like, we have to start color blue. It's kind of my house color. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah. Blah, blah. So as far as the uh, the quote unquote, as, as Jessica keeps saying, the in vogue outfits. In vogue. Those are the ones that she's basically going to be more customizing or making slightly more custom for each of you. Mm. Again, considering that you're looking at a one week turnaround. Uh, fortunately, she's not the only uh, person that works here. The ball gown dresses will need to be made custom. Um, however, the other ones are ones that you're basically buying here. She's kind of pinning them to make certain that they fit correctly. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to be making certain that they are uh, that they have the proper fit for each of you. But otherwise, you're purchasing off the rack, as it were. Oh, my. How gosh. <laughs> yes. Well, again, you don't necessarily have time to, unless you're paying the extra money for every single one of these. Yeah, I figured for a, a riding outfit, no, you no, can no, buy that fine. off the rack and it'd be fine. It takes the better part of... Um, uh, more or less almost the entire morning for all of you to go through, get sized, get fitted. I imagine there's that montage thing that you always see from the uh, the comedy. Gwen walks back into the back and she comes out wearing something and then Felix and Verity just kind of shake their head and she goes back to the back, comes out in a second dress. They just like, you know, sigh and shake their head, goes out, comes back out. It's always the third dress that they're like, mm-hmm, yes, that mm-hmm. one. Just, you know, ad nauseum repeated for all of you. <laughs> uh, until the point where she's kind of called down like two or three extra people <laughs> yes, um, to picky. like cart all of the extra dresses away and hang them back up. And hey, she's probably excited because I bet we are spending a lot of money. Yeah, I know she's we probably, are spending she's a probably lot of making money. a thousand gold off of this between all of you. So I was going to say that's uh, that's some good money. Yeah. We're good customers. Mm-hmm. And hey, you might get a repeat patronage or something like that. That's right. Sure. She could be our dress, our dress lady. She could be the dress lady. I know a dress lady. I need ah, a, yes, I have a dress lady. I need to send pigeons to her. <laughs> pigeons everywhere, flying all over the place. <laughs> By the time that this is done, you've been provided with uh, with tea and biscuits for basically the entire time that you've been here. Very good. However, by the time that you're all done with this, it's a little bit afternoon. So probably still uh, at least peckish enough to go and find something to eat. Yes, a light lunch. I suppose once you're done with this, you go and... Uh, and have uh, settle down, have a nice lunch. Uh, find kind of a tea shop that serves uh, sandwiches and such where you can sit outside on the, the patio up front, watch as the people make their way by. Consider, as it were, you know, what you have coming up here soon. Your your trip, your trek, uh, leaving Opara, going God's nowhere. I imagine for Verity and Felix discussing how difficult it's going to be to get there because of the infrastructure. Yes. Yeah. Deciding on the best roads. Yeah. Well, this one has a bunch of potholes that haven't been filled yet. <laughs> mm, yes, yes, yes. I heard there was construction. There's always construction on this one. There's always I construction. I don't think they're actually doing anything there. Yes. <laughs> you just get random reports. Yes, of course. Well, they're not random. I signed up for Infrastructure Weekly. Well, if it's in my, <laughs> you know, my lands or in the province I'm a part of, there's, I requested an, an update. It's a very important thing for trade. Yeah, that it is. It just seems like a lot. Mm. (laughs) You would be shocked how much the roads affect everything. Everything. 
Mm-hmm. I'll take your word for it. I've never really paid that much attention, to be honest. Well, if you think about it, if the road is bad, then your carriage takes more wear and tear, and your maintenance to keep your carriage looking nice is higher. Your horses will need better shoes. You have to be more careful. You don't want your horse to break a leg. Mm-hmm. It all interconnects. Infrastructure. <laughs> you sit and kind of consider this as I suppose Gwen just stares at a Gwen is like why a pair of, a pair of children across the street trying to convince a, a straight cat to come out from the alleyway and join them Gwen eats her biscuits <laughs> so you married a Boz Bailey yes I married a Boz Bailey why well they weren't disgraced at the time of my marriage well sure but they were never great they were a grand house I mean, short with quotes around it. It's just big quotes. I'm not saying this just because I'm a little salty. They were reputable at one point. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Kastners if we're talking about air quotes. It's true. Corsinas used to be a grand house. We had Galt. Not anymore. Yes, I know. It's very frustrating for my uncle. Well, and my ancestors and whatnot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just, just a few of them. All of them have been very all upset about of them. <laughs> So is he like a good, good man or is he? Well, we met at a charity event, so I'm assuming uh. yes. Ah, so he's not like a first husband. He's the only husband mm. I intend on having. Delightful. Which one are you on now? Ah, uh, I'm on none, but I have had three of them. What? Speaking of husbands, hmm. <laughs> what is going on with you and Cornelius? Oh, why would you mention husband and Cornelius in the same sentence? You act like none of us noticed you holding hands and kissing 20 years ago. That was 20 years ago. Well, that was more like 25 years ago, honestly. Eh, well, you know, marisets are marisets. I'm surprised he's not married to his sister or his cousin or something. What happened is what I'm asking, Verity. Oh, you know, people just grow apart. Gwen fixes you with that, uh-huh, <laughs> look and sips her tea. All three ladies sip their tea simultaneously. <laughs> yep, it's, it's definitely one of those. Uh -huh. I suppose I could always just ask him. Yes, I would love for him to know what he did. Do you think you're going to get a less dodgy answer out of Cornelius? I can wear Cornelius down a lot easier than I can wear Verity down. Oh, well, that's fair. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's an admitted coward. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the appeal and problem, I suppose. <laughs> no, no, he knows what he did. He can, if he can tell you, that'd be great. So... He knows what he did, but you're also implying he doesn't know what he did if he can't tell me. Well, he's never admitted, but he knows are, what he did. Are, are you sure he does? The man is intelligence, even though he's a little bit of a fop. He has no common sense, Faraday. Yes. <laughs> Sit my D. <laughs> this is true. Regardless, that was 25 years ago. Gwen gives Felix kind of a side eye, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've had three husbands since then. It's fine. Yeah, there's lots of rumors about your three husbands, too. As well. It's not my fault they kept dying. Do you mind if I ask how how did all of them die? Ah. Infrastructure. Oh, shit. You know, strangely. Might, might be true. <laughs> no, I don't think infrastructure had anything to do with any of them. Well, the Darahan. Uh, not it was all a boule. of them. Yes, a it was Oliver's cousin. Yes, he was a monster hunter, and when you're a monster hunter, sometimes monsters win. Monsters? And that one was, okay. was quite sad. He was a good man. I liked him quite a bit. The opposite of Cornelius. What is his name? Starts with D. Why can't I think of his name? Hold on. Tell me what you would do to be rich as a king. 
Would you do diabolical things? <laughs> yes, potentially. Actually, no, because I... Well, no, I'm not... Declan. Yes, uh, Declan. He uh, was the first husband, yes. Um, but yes, monster hunting is quite dangerous. Though, it was a little bit like being in a, uh, an adventure story to be married to such a man. That was delightful. But yes, and then, you know, beyond that, the, the second one was a boating accident. Accident. Yes, uh, there was a storm. We were out on the lake, uh, Lake in Carthen, and there was a storm, and I managed to survive it. He didn't. The boat was in shambles. It was, it was a lot, and uh, that's actually um, his children are my children, so I'm raising them. Ah, how old are your stepchildren? Well, Jermaine, the boy, is 17, and Geraldine is uh, what? 17? 19? I think now. She's out of the house. <laughs> A full grow. I have a steward to remember to send them cards. <laughs> yes. Well, they're not, tech- I mean, they're mine, but they're not mine. But yes, I, I left Jermaine at the house. He's, I think, potentially going to be the heir. We'll see. We'll see how he does when I'm not there. So you're testing him. Mm, well, I mean, it's not like I had a choice. The gala I thought would only be like a one-day event became this. Uh, true. I did not expect to be gone for this long. And you, you said your daughter was going to page soon? Uh, she just turned 10, so yes, she's about to be sent off for that. Where is she going? Uh, so I think uh, my husband and I decided that the Heskalar home would be the best place for her to go. We've hmm. been allies for so long, and they don't hold it against us that he was a boss Bailey. I just find it interesting. I'm not holding it against you so much as it's interesting. Do I know anything about this Boz Bailey situation? What is happening? <laughs> we're obviously not going to explain it. We're both just like, mm, well, yes. it's probably common knowledge. They were a big house that is well, no we longer think big. so because we're both from that same area. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you may make a knowledge nobility if you so wish. <laughs> also, to help the audience. Also, Verity for sure just fully avoided talking about the third husband. Gwen knows the T. She rolled a perfect 24 33. Yeah. It was big T, I think, maybe. So it, was, it was big T, yeah. Very long story short is Tandak Prefecture is the prefecture immediately north of Oparos. Mm-hmm. It's famously the prefecture that has Casimir in it. Where I worked for a long time. Yes, and it's also Taldor's, uh, the, ba- the base of Taldor's uh, navy. Mm-hmm. The entirety of the prefecture has uh, is currently on somewhat politically shaky grounds. The previous Grand Duke, Forath Boz Bailey, popularized a rumor that he had won his title as a war hero who started out as a pauper on the streets of Casimir, and that Grand Prince Davian III exalted him as a reward for bravery slaying an enemy general. Now, generally speaking, while the other nobles found the this patently false claim scandalously entertaining, uh, mm-hmm. Taldor having not actually been at war with an enemy for over a century now. <laughs> The lies won Boz Bailey both support from the common people and a good deal of unpaid labor from the common people of Casimir, who believed in their exalted Grand Duke. Mm-hmm. The Grand Prince found this uh, propaganda far less amusing, however, and eventually <laughs> stripped Boz Bailey and his family of their title and lands so that he could, quote, embrace the pauper life from which he <laughs> seemed to be so enamored. The underclass of Casimir were equally displeased when it was exposed that he had been lying to them the entire times. Uh, there was a brief riot that followed, uh, which saw the disp- deposed Grand Duke torn physically limb from limb and Ooh. hung from a yar- yard arm in Casimir's harbor. Yeah, it was wild. Oops. That happened when Daphne was three. So. Oh, well, hopefully you didn't take her to Casimir. No, uh, when she was born, I, I stopped working in Casimir. But I worked there for a long time. Mm. Since yeah, Gwen did get that high of a nobility too. check, I'll also give you that uh, 
the Grand Prince elevated uh, House Tiburon to the new Grand House of uh, Tandak. Of course, he has uh, possibly about scandalously, it. as far as Verity is concerned, bypassing House <laughs> Corsina mm-hmm. to yep. raise up. Uh, also, bypassing uh, House Espire. Yes. Although the Zespires don't seem to have been as bothered by it since they'd never been a grand house, whereas the Corsinos are like, we're a grand house for so long. Like, how yeah. dare you? Sorry, this man. is no galt, but we would have taken it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly the attitude. Yep. Basically. Hmm. Well, I'm sure she'll do well. Does she intend to uh, to do swords? Or to do swords. Wow, what? <laughs> to do Train? the sword swinging. <laughs> this Does coming from the knight in the party. <laughs> Does she intend uh, to be more martial? I'm not sure yet. As long as she's nothing like I was as a kid, I think we're fine. Oh, yes, you were insufferable. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I was too. I think children are just generally insufferable. Uh, I think I was probably more insufferable than most. Hmm. But uh, I, I don't know. She's, she has such varied interests and nothing really sticks. I think she's interested in one thing one week and then something else another week. And then sometimes she rolls back. It's I just kind of... Let her experiment how she pleases. We'll see what the Hescalars have to show her. And you, your son is working with your brother? Ramillard Squire, yes. Ah. He's 17, so an adult. Of a marriageable age, one might say. He's not, uh, he wasn't at the gala, was he? No. Um, Something I'm quite relieved about and he is quite disappointed about. Uh, Probably because he doesn't know the specifics. Ah, youth. I believe his exact phrase was, he's sorry he missed out on the action. Well, yes. Delightful. Sounds charming. Yeah, sounds like a boy reaction. He's eager to prove himself. I can't imagine following Ramillard around is that interesting. He grew up on tales from the world wound, and now he's following around a senator. Hmm. I could see how that could be a bit boring. <laughs> well, if you're more into the <laughs> shedding blood, fighting out there type of a life, you could send him somewhere else. With Remillard, he's at least got someone who doesn't care watching over him. Mm. Well, let's hope that he doesn't end up drafted into this nonsense that's about to happen. Oh, I'm sure he will be. Remillard's not going to sit idly by. I try not to think about it. Remillard, is he on our side? He should be. Hmm. But is he? (laughs) I talked to him at the gala. His main issue with Princess Eutropia is her idea of brokering peace and trade negotiations and all of that with Chiliax. Not that I blame him. Mm. Oh, I'm starting to wonder if I should even send my daughter to the Heskalar house. Isn't uh, one of the claimants from Heskalar? Borand? Yes, but he's one of the better ones if I remember correctly. I don't remember if he backs the princess, though. No, I mean, obviously he doesn't back the princess right now since he has put his own claimant for the throne. Well, you could pick a house that doesn't. Like, um, well, I paged with the Falsbars. Maybe she shouldn't page at all until after all of this is done. How old is she? Ten? Ten. That's a little old already. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I need to put her in a protective little bubble and keep her at home forever. You could send her to my other brother, Earthwolf. He'd fill her heads with ideas of adventure and sword stabbing, so I don't know if you necessarily want that. He's Mm. my fun brother. <laughs> you know, fun brother. Fun brother. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I think the idea of paging is terrible, and then other days I think it was a great adventure. I think it depends on what day it is. <laughs> I quite liked my time. I remember liking my time, but I was also insufferable, so I could mm. just have rose colored glasses about it. <laughs> well, 
It's good to be uncomfortable. True. They then sit in an uncomfortable silence. Think about <laughs> our lives. <laughs> These are the days of our lives. <laughs> but I suppose you consider this for a little while. Like I said, watch the life go by you on the uh, the streets of Opara. As we spend so much money on dresses. As you spend so much yeah, money on dresses. 535 gold. Again, kind of Worth consider... It. Consider Taldor, consider the uh, the state of Taldor um, as it stands right now, because, again, as far as, uh, you know, Lugosi Manor and the uh, the lands that the um, Zespires are from, at the very least, that's in Tandak Prefecture. If there is going to be a battle between the people backing Utropia as well as those backing the High Strategos, the High Strategos is obscenely popular anywhere south of the River Porthmos. Yeah. So basically that through Southern Oparos, Lingen, Ligos, Moda, Sofra, White March. The princess's popularity, from what you understand, is tends to be a bit more towards the uh, the coastal region of the north, as well as por- portions of the uh, Viridian and northern Tandak provinces. So, again, whether or not you want to send your daughter to the south. And Karis Prefecture is, a uh, unfortunately, the one problem with the Karis Prefecture is they are the ones that are the most inclined to, like, their noble houses are the ones that most inclined to, like, march on one another with almost no provocation. No. Oh. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, you could just send them to uh, to the Corsinas. I mean, we have... I have cousins and things. It's definitely an option. I, I guess I won't be home for that decision, though. <laughs> That's what letters are for. You can just tell your husband, right? That's how that works? <laughs> well, we tend to make decisions as a team. Oh, interesting. How quite. How quite. <laughs> <laughs> But I suppose you enjoy a good lunch together, uh, gather yourselves together, set off to go and uh, purchase some horses, I believe is the plan now. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, gathering a little information, talking around. Again, I imagine you probably did before you ever set out from the inn this morning. One of the places that has been suggested as far as finding pure thoroughbred horses. None of those like terrible Andoran horses that they try to pass <laughs> off as big decent yes. horses. Taldor's horses. Taldane horses. That there is a stable referred to as all the king's horses. Oh, that's delightful. <laughs> if it's anything like the short story. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was the one who brought up a short story this that's time. That's a good short story. That was a good, <laughs> that's uh, a really like, good one, too. It's actually all about chess. <laughs> I like a chess so, story. But I suppose you make your way through the city streets before arriving near the Lion's Gate. Again, you basically had a pretty long lunch and sat there and chatted for a while and uh, talked about your family and your children and all the rest of this stuff to the point oh. that now it's approaching about two o'clock. We had like 20 years to catch up on. I mean, that is true. <laughs> Gwen's new plan is to corner Cornelius. <laughs> I look forward to it. I love that for you. I love that for him specifically. <laughs> I'd be like, so how did you F this up? Verity tells me it's your fault. You know what you did. <laughs> I have a feeling he doesn't know what he did. <laughs> Like, it's just a feeling I have. Well, anytime somebody says you know what you did, typically the person doesn't have any idea what they did. <laughs> Arriving, you find the uh, the stable is, it's a rather large stable yard. It's located uh, just to the just to the east of the Lion's Gate, uh, with a large open area nearby to stable all of the horses. You can tell that it's actually exactly uh, two o'clock as you arrive, as there is the distant, magically amplified sound of two roaring lions, since the lion statues over the lion's gate do animate on the hour, every oh, hour, cute. and roar, uh, letting you know what time it is. That's pretty great. Which is good, because you're far enough north that it's somewhat dif- difficult to hear the Cathedral of Coins, which is usually where you'd hear the church bells announcing the hour. Mm. The stable here is a beautiful affair, uh, exceptionally 
large. You can see a number of the horses are out in the yard right now. Uh, it also appears that the um, stable, not only this the stable here uh, buy and sell horses, but it appears that they actually do horse training classes as well. Oh. Again, for those nobles who live in the city of Opara, unlike all the rest of you who have your own country estates and all the rest of that, um, it's difficult to just kind of go out and go riding. So you can see some, what you're going to assume to be noble guard accompanying young lords and ladies, as there seem to be three noble children in the process of being trained right now on the uh, the proper etiquette of horse riding. I look at my zero ranks and ride. Yeah, I was, Verity looks at both of you like, how accustomed are you to, to riding? Um, I don't ride much. Uh, I know how to ride. As long as the horse knows what it's doing, I could probably stay on it. But anything beyond that, uh, no. Ah, so we need to find a very calm horse for you. Preferably, yes. <laughs> a young, shockingly handsome man makes his way forward. Disheveled shock of uh, of dark black hair, which seems to be almost this purposeful windswept look of someone ah. who rides horses a lot, makes mm. his way forward. Gwen offers him a charming smile. <laughs> <laughs> Well-proportioned white shirt, open, you know, a little bit maybe too low in the impressing the ladies sort of way. There's no such thing. Could be okay with a younger man. This is fine. <laughs> makes Short his way forward, gives four. all of you a, uh, gives mm, all no. of you a, a broad smile. Good afternoon, my ladies. He bows deeply at the waist. Good afternoon. Good How afternoon. can I help you today? We're looking for two horses, preferably suited for these ladies here. Pre already trained, those that handle well have a pretty gentle disposition. All right. We'll be doing um, distance traveling. So we're looking for riding horses then, not any sort of chargers or war horses. Riding horses, yes. I've had a, a number of requests pertaining towards uh, uh, war steeds. I believe the uh, the situation, if I'm not talking out of turn, in the country has some people very much on edge. Yes. Uh, um, are you sure you don't want, um, just in case something happens? Uh, I was planning on buying a light war horse, just in case. <laughs> well, without the training, if, if a fight does break out, the horse might panic, buck you, run away. I will leave it to your expertise then. Ah, uh, then, yes. Uh, let's go with something... You know, definitely nothing that needs to carry heavy armor, but um, certainly trained for combat. Very well. We do have a number of uh, trained for combat horses. and uh, is a rather popular thing amongst the knights and squires that come through. Mm. Uh, we do have our larger chargers. He gestures for you to follow. Um, leads you to the side of the yard where you can see a number of uh, horses grazing. Our shire horses are a larger breed. Um, in the northern portions, in northern Tandak province particularly, they're used as draft horses. However, they make for fine chargers. Um, they're not as fast as some of the smaller, more nimble breeds, but if you're looking for a brave horse uh, that has a very even temperament, they are an excellent choice. Uh, again, the Shire horses are something akin to like almost a Clydesdale. They're massive. Oh, yeah. And Gwen wears heavier armor. I don't know. Maybe I do need a heavy war horse. I could also highly suggest uh, one of the Taldor genets. He oh. gestures off towards the side uh, where there's a, a beautiful light brown horse eating at some grass, watching very noble beast. I'm assuming that they have their purebred registration? Yes, some of them do. Hmm. Some of these are of a newer breed or stucker line. Uh, the genets are actually related to the... Um, and 
not to cause any offense, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with your individual families. The genets are related to a breed of horse very popular in Kadira um, that was brought north. And uh, if you are opposed to uh, having a Kadiran related horse, I could certainly find you something a little bit more thoroughly touting. How freaking racist are people? This horse is part Kadiran horse. I can't <laughs> have that in my house. Well, it might just be like, God. It's like, this is the same type of horse that killed my father. <laughs> <laughs> that horse killed my father. Um, I, I don't think that we have those um, those sorts of qualms. Oh, well, then the genet is a fine example. It's well-proportioned animal. Moderate height and build shouldn't be difficult for um, any of you to easily mount. Uh, again, the the charger that he was showing you is about five and a half feet at the shoulder. This horse is much closer to like a little bit over four and a half feet to five. Ah, that's similar to Bishop. My horse um, is a genet. Oh, the genets are an excellent breed. Um, they're... Uh, Extremes in muscling and bone can, are sometimes considered a fault of theirs. Um, however, they do have uh, beautiful coats. They stay rather healthy. Um, they can be somewhat bullheaded. Mm, yes, temperamental for sure. Certainly, but it does make them exceptionally brave. Yes, we, we certainly don't want stubbornness, um, at least for... Not for mine. Yes. There's also the touting punch if you're looking for an interesting horse. Interesting how? Well, it's uh, another larger horse. He gestures back over towards uh, a very large horse with a, a lustrously long mane. They are renowned for their amiable temperament. Hmm. Um, some might even say um, lackadaisical. <laughs> That's kind of adorable. The horse glances over at you. It has that uh, thing where the mane's parted on one side, so it's like one eye is completely obscured and just kind of looks over in your direction. And goes back to eating. <laughs> Cute. Yes, that I just, horse. I just keep thinking of the, the quote from Sherlock Holmes where it's like, you know, horse is dangerous on both ends and crafty in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I will warn you with the punches is that uh, they do need to be ridden often. Um, again, they do have a very amiable, some would say even, not lazy, but uh, lax temperament. And as such, they do have a propensity for growing plump if left to eat and not being ridden fairly often. Okay, I kind of love that. <laughs> Rachel's over here like, I just want a chunky horse. I just, <laughs> want, a big, chunky horse. I just want a big boy horse. <laughs> I want a big boy horse, yes. Just a little chunk. Give, give me the chunky monkey. Well, I mean, the best way to know if a horse works for you is to ride it. I would be happy to. Uh, let me saddle a few, and then uh, we can let you ride about, see which one is going to be a good fit for you. Uh, are you a side or not? The riding outfits have pants, don't they? Yeah, the riding outfits that you receive would have pants. Although it wouldn't be uncommon for you to ride side saddle if you still wanted to. I don't see Felix as a side saddle type. If you're going into battle, you would probably not want to side saddle. But <laughs> I would assume you would not want to side saddle most of the time. But, I mean, this is just to see how the horse handles. Uh, it's whatever you're most comfortable with. I figure if Felix is wearing, like, her normal everyday clothes, she's wearing pants anyway. So I am not going to side saddle. Gwyn? I, either way... Gwen's eyeing the big old war horses, like, mm. <laughs> So just a standard I want a Dexter saddle. horse. <laughs> Honestly, we probably want to get you a military saddle, saddle so you don't fall out of it. We do sell those here. They will keep you uh, well and truly secured. Uh, secure sounds delightful. So you wait for a couple of minutes. They don't provide refreshments here, which is offensive. <laughs> That's fine. Before you go out, I imagine you try a, a number of different horses. I think Rachel's a little bit inclined towards the Taldane Punch. Yeah. Yes, little chonkers. I little want punch a horse. chonker. 
Which made me think of a <laughs> Frisian, if I'm thinking about real horse breeds, because of the way you described their hair. I'm basing that off of the suffix punch horse. Um, so there you go. Mm. Oh, it literally punch. Oh my gosh, look at it. It's a chunk. It's so chunky. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They're big boy horses that they're have. They're so big. I love it. They're, just, like, they're crimped. They're so 80s. Yep. Nice. <laughs> they come in all sorts of colors, so you don't have to have brown if you don't want brown. It's true. They tend to come in uh, in dark reddish shades, a uh, variety of different. Hey, it matches my hair. Yeah, Auburn. But I suppose you uh, do a couple of test rides and all the rest of that stuff. So it sounds like uh, it sounds like both of you are going for a heavy horse. I'm going for the punch. Yeah, I'm going to get one of the Shires or the Chargers, whatever they call them in Taldor. Although I don't know if Rachel needs a heavy horse. She wants the chunky horse. She Let wants her get a chunky, the chunky horse. horse. <laughs> I want yeah. the chunky horse. <laughs> because they said he was amiable, right? They yeah. were like, they were yeah. easy to handle. And that is what she wants. Because they are dangerous on both ends and crafty in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Do you guys have horse names that you've already picked out? I'm naming him Dexter. Dexter, my kitty. Well. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'll have to think of one. So, uh, yes, this is, uh, you know, he, he brings back over the steeds. It's like, this is Dexter. Oh, an adorable name. Will you be needing any uh, uh, barding tack saddles? I figure uh, Felix just kind of like glances to Verity, like, please help. What do these words mean? Yes. <laughs> um, yes, you certainly will need tack. Um, if you want a military saddle, it's a little more expensive, but it, you can secure yourself into it so that you will not as easily fall out of the saddle should something happen. Um, but I don't imagine you have these things, so certainly you'll need to buy them. Then, yes, all of that. If you want barding, I mean, you could do, you know, get something fancy or whatever, but it's not, I don't think, required. Uh, most of the time, unless you're expecting to ride into battle, most yeah. of the time you will not be uh, having your steed wear barding because it does weigh them down. It does add extra stress, but ah. a bit and bridle in a saddle should be more than enough to get you started. Mm -hmm. Then we'll stick with that. Of course. Um, and I believe that you are my lady. He nods over towards Gwen, interested in the Shire, so. Yes. Name the horsey threshold. Ah, yes. And uh, I believe that you're interested in the our Shire horse here. Um, this is Threshold. Hmm. I can nickname him Thresh. Threshy. Threshy. We do sometimes call her uh, Thresher. <laughs> like Thresher Ma. Mostly <laughs> like for the way that she yeah. bites onto uh, to hay sometimes and shakes her head to shred it. I'm not positive why. Uh, it is a somewhat less common horse thing. Perhaps it comes from her training as a war horse. She was uh, trained and properly instructed on how to bite her foes if necessary. Mm. But she has never bitten a handler, so you have no concern there. And she's very pretty. She is. And uh, I imagine that she will serve all of you quite well. Would you like us to stable the horses here and you can take them upon your leave? Or would you like to take them with you today? stabling is probably best. We have yeah. another week before we'll be departing. Ah, if it's only going to be a week, then then I would not worry about the steeple costs. We will simply uh, have the purchase and you may pick them up on your way out of town. Much appreciated. Very well. He then basically gives you, you know, a scroll that's, you know, handling and care for your horse. Um, that also includes <laughs> the pedigree for both of your steeds. Ah, I read that very over nice. very carefully. Like, hmm, I don't it know about the sea biscuit in this pedigree. <laughs> it would be weird for Seabiscuit to be in any of these large chargers no. pedigrees. <laughs> How did that tiny horse get in here? <laughs> but I suppose you finish up your uh, your horse shopping, all of your Maybe. horse business, uh, before making your way out, going and enjoying uh, dinner that evening. It was an important decision. It yes. was an important decision. 
But again, I imagine you all enjoy a uh, a good dinner that evening, mostly with Verity probably giving all of you hints and uh, and tips and everything pertaining towards like you now own a horse. Congratulations! God knows whether or not when we go there, if we're gonna have find a there'll probably be a stable or to take care of them. But on our trip out there, like here's some basic things on how to take care of horses. Mm-hmm. Here's a few pointers for maybe putting a rank and ride. <laughs> yeah, yes. I will definitely be doing that later. <laughs> I mean, the plus side, you know, it is deck space, so I think. Uh, I do have some decks. I just don't have any ranks in it because I'm a cleric and I don't have that many ranks. That's fair. That's fair. To put in things. But I suppose you uh, gather yourselves back together and return back to the inn. Um, maybe even surprise somewhat that the uh, the boys have not returned yet. Hmm. They must be getting into trouble. I mean, I would have thought it would have taken us longer to buy dresses than for them to buy suits. You would think that. This is the point where if it was a television show, it'd flash to the side and it'd just be like Cornelius bleeding in an alleyway like, why? (laughs) (laughs) What are you having them do? (laughs) It's the ghost of Wasilka's come back for him. Oh, God. (laughs) But I imagine you all return back. You, um, after eating a fine dinner, probably uh, sit down and I probably imagine sit downstairs and, uh, and sip some tea and all the rest of that. We've had a busy day. You've had a very busy day. You've gone around. We spent so much money. You spent a ton of money. Yeah, we did. (laughs) All in preparation. And then uh, after which I suppose return, uh, rest for the evening. Uh, Curious wondering what has uh, has happened to your your friends and hoping that these uh, these dresses will all be finished and your horses will be good to go. And you have a brand new riding outfit. I imagine it's probably a little exciting for y'all that it's like I've got a new pony and a new riding outfit. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I'm a kid all over again. It's like I bought a bunch of pretty clothes and then I got a pony. <laughs> you know? True. I mean, it's always fun to get all dolled up for a party. That's true. We don't true. even know whose party it is yet, so we'll, don't I guess even we'll know. wait and see. <laughs> well, and again, it's uh, it's not only getting all dolled up for a party, and it does come with mechanical benefits of, uh, yeah. of putting all this stuff on. But I suppose then uh, we'll find out exactly what happened to the boys in the next episode. Oh, get ready. Surely they will not have as much fun buying horses as we had. I know, (laughs) right? I got a chubby horse. Just imagining Cornelius trying to, like, uh, I'm I'm not entirely positive. Uh, I guess maybe this horse. And Oliver's also (laughs) not a fan of horses. (laughs) Oliver's just like, horses don't like me and I don't like horses. I learned from my father the first step is to punch the horse out so that you establish dominance. (laughs) That is is (laughs) not how horses work. That is how you get kicked. No, no, that's how they will kill you. Being a, you know, a Texan kid that was raised on a horse ranch um, for a short time, (laughs) I'm somewhat familiar with horses. Yeah, generally speaking, you don't want to uh, to punch a horse. (laughs) No, why why would you want to punch anything that is just so majestic? (laughs) Such you know, the creepiest, I learned a new creepy horse fact because, you know, their legs are like fingers, but also their legs are part of their circulatory system, which is why when they break a leg, it's such a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Why? Who designed this? <laughs> it's very <laughs> that, poorly that is designed. The question. <laughs> very poorly designed. Um, however, we're not considering the great you know, philosophical questions of the universe, like who designed horses? And by extension, <laughs> I guess all life. No, just horses. Just horses, specifically horses. <laughs> But yes, thank you all for joining us uh, for this uh, this A side, this uh, this this half there for us to have a chance to really kind of dig into the characters. So what I always really enjoy about the A side, B side is it gives us a chance to really dig into the characters, have a episode that's kind of just focused on get to know people. Like I know that we've been playing these characters, or you guys have the very least been playing these characters. I've been running uh, through this campaign for thirty episodes now, but um, it's nice to kind of get into the who's and what's and why's. Yeah, motivations. 
sure. all that jazz. And mm-hmm. we're only truly able to even do that, to do these A side B sites because of the support of our patrons. Yeah. Who are the best. Who are the absolute best. If I could give each and every one of you a pony, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Patreon stretch goal to give ponies out to people. Uh, I, that's going to be uh, a very, that's very, very expensive, expensive. How about we just make our own ranch? Very tiny that they can come ponies to. that we meld them in the mouth. Ah, okay. Yeah. We can send uh, them okay. If bunnies. it's like origami ponies, I can make origami those. ponies or origami. I, or, I did send out origami grasshoppers to everyone once. Jordan's real true. proud of his 3D printer. Yeah. Growing <laughs> up, I had like a friend of mine had these really nice like horse toys that like look oh, like yeah. real horse breeds. Yeah, oh, those were. They started with a B and they were expensive as they were so expensive and cool. Brighton? Brighton? Something like that? I don't know, maybe. I always had the Grand Champions, which were like the cheaper ones. We could send My Little Ponies to everyone, but I refuse to give Hasbro money. No, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, but These ones look like the horse. Like, you can get one of different breeds. I just remember she had yeah, a bunch of them because yeah. her grandmother was crazy. And they were really expensive because yeah. I never had any of those because of how expensive they were. Like I said, I had grand champions. <laughs> that being said, um, while we will not be sending anyone ponies anytime soon, we do just want to take that opportunity to thank all of our patrons for their continued patronage, their continued support. Uh, and we would like to take an opportunity to thank a couple of them by name. I will start by thanking Maeve Hawkins. Thank you, Maeve. Maeve. I, I like that Maeve. name. It's a good Maeve. name. I'm pretty sure this is the Maeve that's in Australia. Oh, oh really? Awesome. Pretty sure. I want to go wrong. to Australia so bad. Uh, and I would like to thank Chris Lawson. Thanks, Chris. Well, thank, thank you, Chris. Chris. Lawson, also a good name. Mm-hmm. Lawson is a good name. I would like to thank Rob Voith, and that is an awesome last Voith. name. Voith. Wow. That's yeah. really cool. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, I like that. going to say Voith. I'm not used to, but... Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, anyway, it looks really cool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> v names are always fun. I, I do love V names. A lot of my characters have V names. Yeah, true. But it's true. Yes. Thank you, Rob. Thank, thank you, Rob. Uh, and I would like to thank Alex D, which makes me think you're a vampire hunter. Yeah, I was just <laughs> yeah. thinking vampire hunter D. <laughs> yes. It's Vampire Hunter D's cousin, Alex. Well, <laughs> yes. The Vampire Hunter D part, you know, he doesn't say his first name. His first I would Alex. really laugh if if the D is just for Dracula. That it's actually <laughs> Alex Dracula. Alex would be Dracula. hilarious. Dracula. <laughs> I do love Vampire Hunter D, though. The Vampire Hunter D is good. very good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you all for your, uh, your continued patronage, your continued support. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I hope that you'll uh, join us again for the B-side. Where we Verity see didn't what the tell us are. about our third husband because we got sidetracked. We only heard about the first two. Massive yeah. avoidance. Yeah. That's the one she killed. That is the one she killed. <laughs> That's the rumor. I don't know. But now Gwen has to go corner Cornelius. And I'm be looking like, forward to this. Because yep. he'll, uh, he'll be much easier to get information out of. Mm. Whereas I think you're this... more flirty with Oliver. Mm. Oh, me? Mm. Yeah. But one dark hand, another dark hand. <laughs> They're the same. They're right? all the same, right? Just a bunch of monster <laughs> hunters up in here. I mean, they're not all as homogenous as marrying a different marrow set. That's true. <laughs> no, we don't. We we don't talk about you the know. And sets. it occurred to me that Cornelius is the only one of us without kids because Oliver has a daughter. Sure. Verity has her two stepkids. And yeah, he doesn't have kids. I don't think he's been married either. But I don't know. I haven't asked. No. I, don't, I think mine's. I think mysteries. mine's the youngest daughter. Maybe you'll yeah. find out in the uh, the next episode. Who knows? Oh well, we won't. On the subject of Verity, also, uh, anyone that hasn't heard uh, Diabolical Things by uh, the Irish Rovers should definitely give that a listen. (laughs) Just makes me think of Verity every time I see it, I hear it. I'm not lawful evil. Yes. I do also (laughs) want to take an opportunity to, of course, thank all of our patrons at the Find the Path tier, which does include Andrew Miller and her, Braden Worrell, Eric and Lisa Junker, Gary S., Ian Date, Jessica Vetterly, Jim C., Joshua Saldana, 
Kevin Etterfay, Lewis Ellis, Siren Roll, and TJ Khan. Thank you Thank all you for your so continued much. patronage and Thank support. You. And uh, until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Bye, Pathfolk. Bye. Bye, bye. May you buy your own ponies. Yep. Yes. Enjoy a pony. <laughs> Get ready for two episodes for now, which is going to be all mounted combat. Oh, no. <laughs> Should have gotten the special saddle. <laughs> I got the special saddle. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.